So welcome to Spike Nerd Culture, a creative leadership podcast that aims to equip, empower, and encourage leaders. And today we have Christine. Christine, say hello to our hello, awesome. Hello, hello. I said that a little too early. <laughs> you did. Hey, y'all. But it's okay because that's how we roll. Yeah. Today, Christine, we have a very important topic, okay? I'm super excited about this topic. So living here in wow. India for about three years now, literally, this is like that topic that people always bring up. And I see it all over the place here in India. It's like, what will your parents say if you do this? You know, like, you know, what will people think? What will people say? And I am just going to throw a few questions at you because I want to know, is it the same thing in America? Like, is this like the thing that your parents discourage you or encourage you with? Like, hey. I'm going to go, I'm going to date a boy, like, what will people think, what will people say, if you want to, you know, choose a, you know, a major that's outside of the STEM, medical, you know, engineering, technology, you know, sciences, is this the same thing as an NRI, like, talk to us. Yeah, for those who can't see us, I am nodding my head, because I feel like this is my life, this was my life, this, like, kind of is my life as well. <laughs> Still, I'm 30 and is still hear this. And I think that's just like really part of the Indian culture. But yeah, grew up with uh, just whether if it's my parents or I also grew up in Indian church and, um, you know, we have a ton of Indian family around us. And so, yeah, it's always like my, my parents would always be like, okay, like if you do this, what will people say? Or, you know, even, even if they didn't say the words, what will people say? everything every action that would come or any decision we had to make we were already uh almost indoctrinated in a way is the best word that I can come up with of we always have this question of okay what will people say if we choose this path or if we did this or if we did that and so yeah that is a very part of the culture what do you say do you think that's affected you? Like, do you think that's affected you and your friends and even the Indian community at large? Like, uh, one of the actually topics I was going to call for this is just like, Lokiaka Hang is a dream killer, right? Like, I just want to make war against this mentality. I want to see Indians dreaming, making, just going wild. I, I don't know. Yes. I just, in a sense, like, it can be like a good thing, right? Like, because people need to make wise decisions. But at the same time, I think it's created this, like, weird energy where people are just scared like young indians are just scared of you know going out and just dreaming and failing and getting up again like i don't know what what does that make yeah. you do like what's the community like how are indians responding to this especially outside of india yeah i i think this is affected i'll say like for me personally and for people that have been around me um, for a long period of time that I've known, yeah, it's affected us tremendously. Like we're, uh, I think being in a Western country or more modern country, which India has become very modern over the years too. I feel like even though our countries have progressed because our parents have this doctrine of like, no, don't take risks or no, what will people say? It's kept us in a place of not being creative because 
the I feel like the term what will people say just automatically has you thinking, okay, I can't do anything new. So what has been done? And let me just do the same thing, which doesn't produce anything creative, or it doesn't produce anything new, we're just recreating the cycle over and over again, we're creating the same people over and over again. And at the end of the day, God is good and grand and great. And he knows what he's doing, and he can lead and guide us. But um, but yeah, I feel like our journey is uh, can take a lot longer to figure out our calling. It probably takes a long more time, a lot more time to figure out our calling because our culture, just like our mindset is what will people say if we do X, Y, and Z. Um, there was another conversation that I had a, a while back on imposter syndrome. I feel like this is where imposter syndrome comes from is just being indoctrinated oh. with what will people say? And, you know, we're constantly thinking about what other people will think about us that we're ne- never able to step out into what God's called us to do. And so we feel like frauds for trying to do something new because it hasn't been done before. So it almost feels like, okay, because it hasn't been done before, who am I to do that? Right? Who am I to, like, who's, who's telling me or who's giving me that um, worth to say that I can make a way in the wilderness or make a way yeah, in the Red right. Sea? Like, I'm not called to do that because no one yeah. else has done that before. And I think that's what our culture has really done. That's kind of like one of the downfalls of our culture. And let me say a yeah. stipulation here. Like, I'm not trying to say like, all of these things are wrong with the Indian culture. There are there are downfalls to every culture, but there's beauty to every culture too. So I want to put right, that stipulation right. out there as we go into this conversation right. is I'm not trying to point fingers at like, where our culture is horrible. No, not at all. In fact, it's so beautiful. And even in the messiness and brokenness, um, there is still beauty out of this. Like God can redeem this. God is redeeming this for a lot of people. And, um, and I think that's like part of my story included. And so, yeah, but I think it's important to be aware of um, this is a mindset in our culture. And I think having that awareness of um, of like, what will people say? Or um, I feel like I'm supposed to do something new, something new, or something that hasn't been done before, but no one else is doing this. Having that awareness is what makes us a leader. Is what uh, is what allows us to break barriers and um, and just make waves. So yeah, those are some of my overall thoughts there. Man, I think it can be hard, at least in my opinion. You know, as like I also say, like, let's make war against this mentality. But I also realize, you know, Christine, you know, like that there's a fine line between honor, right? Because like I think yeah. that's one of the beautiful things about Indian culture, right? The honorful parents, the honorful authority. Where in the West, yeah. honestly, there's such a lack thereof. But yeah. then of course, like in the balanceful honor, you find this other bridge of like, hey, honor your parents or honor your authorities. But at the expense of like doing exactly, you know, what I mean, like what they tell you to do, and at the expense of like all the dreams and all the awesome things that Indians are gifted to do, they're so anointed to do it. I just think, like, oh man, where is that fine line? I don't know where it is, you know, but I definitely know that I don't want to, of course, have a culture that has no honor because that, that yeah. just, it's. I've seen that happen in the West and a lot of other communities and it's just ugly. It's, it's gross, you know? And I think when you have order and honor in a home, 
in a company, in a culture, there's like hell. Um, right. But at the and same honor time, is biblical. Yeah, exactly. Honor, exactly. honor is biblical. So the fact that that is part of the culture is so unique and beautiful. Um, right, but yeah, right. keep going. Sorry about that. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I think you're right. Um, and that's why I struggle with it so much because this beautiful thing called honor, because I mean, people would say everything that's being done in Lokia Kahenga, Lokia Sochenga, it's like, hey, like honor your parents. Like this is what they think you should study. This is what they think you should do. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't go there. You shouldn't be friends with this person. Um, but at the same time, it's like the other balance. Like, of course, also like who you, who you should marry, right? Um, yeah. But the other side of the coin is oh man, like there's a lot of Indians that I've met sometimes who are so dejected, you know, like they pursue their parents' dream, not their dream. Now they are not happy. They're not happy in their marriage or they're not happy in something that their parents chose for them. They blame their parents. They don't take ownership of their own decisions because they did not choose those decisions, right? Um, and I guess mm-hmm. what I'm passionate about is to see, in a sense, like, a balance, a balance of that. I don't know what that would look like, but I do think that we have to have these conversations in the Indian community where we're asking, you know, what's actually the benefit here? Like, do we want people to dream and explore and invent and be innovative as we know Indians can be? I mean, literally look in the STEM field, Christine, right now, tell me in the sciences, technology, engineering, and mathematics, where Indians are not excelling. Give me right. one of those four. Tell me where Indians are not the top leading other nations. I'm silent. They're they're all over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're and that's leading what I think. and stuff. They're yeah. excellent. Indians are some of the most hardworking people, most beautiful, just like creatives I've ever met. And I think what would it look like? The question for you, Chris, is like, what would it look like? for a generation of Indians to be released, to create, to innovate, to be wild, no chains, no nothing, just like go for it. We're behind you. Our finances are behind you. Our support, our encouragement are behind you. Yeah. I feel like if we, if Indians stepped up to that play and they knew all of that, all of those pieces, gosh, we'd be unstoppable. I feel like we'd be leading in so many different areas and, um, I always say this too. I mean, like when you're leading in something, obviously like wealth follows behind. I know Steve, you and I have talked a lot about this. And I have conversations about this all the time of, um, of wealth and producing wealth. And, um, and I feel like that's just like a big topic with millennials and Gen Z right now anyways. And um, gosh, India has so much of that. And what if the Christian community stepped up to the plate and started innovating? how much of that wealth would transfer to the Christian community and how much of that wealth, like what I always say this money in the hands of good people does good things and money in the hands of godly people does great things. Money in the hands of bad people does bad things. Right. And so if we can get money in the hands of godly people, it would do great things, but money doesn't just like appear. You actually have to step out. You have to innovate. You have to step into that creativity and, so I think, I don't know, the first step is really being aware of those mindsets, those 
things that are holding you back, journaling about it, praying, praying to the Lord about it, surrounding yourself with community, being vulnerable with your community, being transparent, sharing with them what's happening in your heart and your mind. And what are these thought processes that you're, processes that you're happening? Because when you're verbalizing it, when it comes out, um, yeah, I feel like there's a mental release and a physical release too, because you're just letting it out. Um, the more you keep this mindset in of, I can't do X, Y, and Z, I can't do whatever, or my parents are going to say this, what will people say? You keep that bottled up inside of you. Yeah, you're going to be blocked. Like all creativity is going to be blocked. All innovation is going to be blocked. You're, you're not allowing God to use you because you're, you're staying in a place of, um, of just limits, right? But in order to be limitless is being surrounded by really good people, being surrounded by godly people and stepping out of the boat. I mean, Peter stepped out of the boat because Jesus encouraged him. He, but Jesus in Come the, on. in the Come physical, on. Jesus yeah. was his friend, right? At that moment. Right, and so right. you need friends around you to call you out, to encourage you to say like, Hey, let's step out of the boat. Let's Let's do things that people aren't doing right now. And I think, right. you know, Bridge Music has been doing such a good job at that. Outcast, you know, all of these different um, different leaders, the several different churches or, fa- or organizations face-to-face is doing that. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing people and organizations doing things that hasn't been done before. And it's touching the earth. It's literally touching the earth. I'm hearing stories from friends here who have never paid attention to what's happening in India, all of a all of a sudden crossing videos from YouTube. And they're like, wait, like, this is so cool. I've never seen anything come out of India like this. And it's because it's because we're now seeing people letting go of those old mindsets and allowing the Lord to use them. And that's only a few. And God is a God of abundance. And so imagine if all of us got to a place right. where we're like, you know what, this is a mindset of a world and, uh, and a brokenness of my culture. I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to speak life into myself. I'm going to speak truth, read God's word out loud and surround myself with people who, uh, who know how to encourage. And that's when you'll see some incredible things happen. Come on. I love that so much. Uh, I want to come to something that you said about Peter stepping out of the boat, right? Yeah. That moment of fear, of not knowing what it's going to look like, what failure awaits you. Um, as we, in a sense, like kind of come to a place, in, even in the podcast, in this conversation, where we're trying to encourage people, trying to encourage leaders to step out, to encourage leaders to to find that, like, you know, that I guess courage, you know, to find that courage to just say, you know what, I know I'm called, I know I'm gifted, I know I was born for such a time as this, I need to release whatever God has put in me. Um, how do they step out? Like, what are your tips um, for those leaders who are struggling right now? They're listening to you and they're saying, sounds easy, you know, easier said than done. You know, yeah. my parents don't <laughs> want me to. You know, it's not like we don't have the money. It's just like my leaders are not releasing me to my, my parents are not releasing me to what do you say to those people? How do they relate to their parents and their leaders who might be saying, hey, what will people say, you know, now is not the time. Hey, get married first. Hey, you know, women don't do this. Hey, men don't do this in our culture. What, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, 
I'll say first thing that is just incredibly hard and want to, I want to affirm anyone that's in that place. Like, yes, it is easier said than done. It's easier to, it's easy to say dream big and journal and step out of the boat. You know, it, it like few words of it, it can sound easy, but yes, it is extremely daunting. It's very hard. And, uh, and it's really only by God's grace that that can happen. And so I would encourage you, especially if you're younger and you're listening to this, you're probably still with your family and you're still under their covering and, um, and you have all these dreams. I would encourage you to pray and ask the Lord about that, but also go to your church or your friends and just start talking about it. Start talking about those dreams. Um, One of my coaches always says, talk about your dreams out loud. Talk about it out loud. When you're putting it out, when you're saying it out loud, that's when it becomes really real, not only to you, but to those around you. Of course, if you feel like you're not supposed to share it out loud, maybe some of it's proprietary information or important for your innovation, whatever it is, there are pieces that you may not be able to share out loud, but the overall vision of where you're wanting to go, share that with people around you because it's those people that are encouraged that are going to encourage you to keep making moves, to keep pressing on, to keep persevering even in the hard times and I I believe if God wants you to do something and you remain faithful with where you're at, that's the first thing. Like it can be easy to dream big and want to make moves and say my parents are not allowing me to do x y and z. That can be right. easy as well. So I want to I want to say that Um, so if you find yourself in a place of like blaming your parents or blaming your church or blaming X, Y, and Z, maybe it just, you have to dial it back down and say, God, how can I serve you today? God, what does it look like to serve you today? Yeah. I, I probably can't pursue my dream right now, but how can I serve you? And how can I serve the people around me today? Maybe it's, maybe it's taking up and teaching Bible stories to kids at church, or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's trying to figure out how to get food in your neighborhood, or maybe, right. I, I don't know, like so many different ideas. Maybe it's serving your local place of work, right? As a colleague, like how are you serving your other colleagues? How are you helping the current business that you're at progress? Um, I, I, I know we talked about it, but I, this could be right. uh, another conversation too, but I'm talking about being faithful in your work and what that means, faithful in where you're at now. Because when you're faithful with what you're, what God's given you now, God will give you more. And so if you have this right. big, grandiose right. dream, like God's given you that for a reason, but there's also a reason why it's not come to pass now. And there's a reason why your parents are probably not allowing you to go for it now. And so right. trust that God is going to take care of it, that God's given you good parents that love you and that are looking out for you. Yes, we have a broken culture. But maybe it's a way, maybe it's another perspective of, I have an opportunity to serve my church. I can't pursue this dream right now. I have several things holding me back, but right, I can serve right. my community. I can serve my, my, uh, my, the business that I'm currently working in. I can serve yeah. the, my next door neighbor. I can serve the kid down the street. And it's in those things, when you're faithful in those pieces, that other doors will open. There is a story that I love from Christine Cade. It's okay. her life story. I'm right. sure a lot of people who are listening to this know who Christine Kane is. She's from Australia, now living in the U.S., but 
um, she was serving Hillsong Church for a really long time since her teenage years. And um, now she's a well-known pastor and speaker and preacher. You would think she's been doing that since she was very young. But as a matter of fact, she wasn't. She says that in her teen years and even in her 20s, she was cleaning the toilets of her church. And she was walking around and talking. She was like a front door greeter. And she took those positions and did it well. And how God honored her was her leaders then saw her be faithful in her roles and then started giving her bigger and bigger and bigger roles to eventually she started speaking at her large church. And now she's speaking all over the world. And now she runs many different organizations that serve people across the globe. And so, yeah, serving where you're at today and then trust that God will open up the doors to to fulfill the dreams that he's given you. Because at the end of the day, for those that are listening to this, if you um, if you follow God, if you follow Jesus, uh, the Bible says that he gives you the, the desires of your heart. But if you study that, those desires don't come from you. When you are in relationship with the Lord, those are his desires that he's planted in you. And he's just not going to let it die. And how funny it is for us to sometimes think that these are my big desires. Not at all. It's actually from the Lord and he will fulfill it. And the way he'll fulfill it is by you being faithful to where you're currently at. And then he'll open up those doors for it to happen. Come on. I love it. Honestly, I don't know if I can even add anything to that. I thank you. You did it so well. And yeah, for anyone who's listening to us, um, please like, in the comment section of our uh, of our Instagram, uh, we'd love to hear your stories of how uh, of of your dreams of uh, your Lokiakahenges stories from your parents, because some of them are funny, and we want to hear some of that as well. And yes. uh, please interact with us, uh, follow us on our own social media handles. We'll be dropping those also on our social media platforms. And so, Christine. So fun doing this with you. I just really think you are such a good friend to me and you came in at such a pivotal time as I was, you know, building Spike Nard and people like you and Abby Senna really impacting for me because you are like a picture of exactly what I want to see happen. Yeah, you know, you're mm-hmm. the perfect picture of that because I want to see Indians like loving their country and, and having that balance, right, of honor and a balance yeah. of honoring the culture, but also challenging the status quo, right? You know, being like mayor of Bethany, right? If culture says a woman can't sit that. at the feet of Jesus, a woman, I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus because he's worthy, he's God, he's in front of me. I'm not going to miss this moment. And so I, I love this and I'm excited to journey with you, Christine. And for, uh, for our listeners, uh, yeah, we love you. We're so grateful for you as well. I will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>